0: You are about to witness history in the making.
1: up everybody it's uh, our special edition today we're looking at Star Wars which has been voted by you our listeners um, my name's Hayden uh, I'm your host together with my joint host Steve. Steve how are you?
2: I'm doing well thank you very much.
1: So first off what I would just like to say is apologies that we've been a little bit erratic in terms of the timescales for some of our shows. The main problem that we had was I've had a irisitis and I couldn't actually see the screen properly in order to edit the show So that's been what the delay is but now we've got the shows uh, hopefully back on track. Hmm. So this week we've said we're going to talk about Star Wars. That's what you voted for. I think we had Star Trek Discovery as one of the other options and the other one was Doctor Who and Star Wars came out on top as I would have thought it would normally have done when it's compared to Star Trek or Doctor Who but not always Um. with Star Trek. (laughs) Not always with Star Trek. Don't forget I'm a Trekkie and a Star Wars fan as well. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through the films in, well, chronological order of release date, and we're just going to give our general views about the films, any little anecdotes that we might have, that kind of thing, and then obviously probably get into more of a debate. I know that, Steve, you haven't seen some of the prequels quite as much, have you, as uh, the Uh,
2: other ones? I have. I mean, I haven't watched them for a long time. I think I remember the third one more than the first two. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's it's been a while. And after watching the last one, I'm a bit, I'm a bit of a despondent fan on Star Wars at the moment.
1: Well, let's hope that uh, the new Solo movie will. Rekindle our faith In all things Star Wars And I've heard That it's getting quite good reviews With the critics So fingers crossed We might have another good Star Wars hmm. Anyway Without further ado We'll talk about A New Hope Or as it was originally released Star Wars
2: Yes Because the New Hope That was after about The third iteration of it Came out They decided to throw that in there
1: Yeah It, it was one of those I mean it was always Episode 4 hmm. But uh, I think that A New Hope was added in later on, and when we actually come to talk about Rogue One, I, th- I think that the last line in Rogue One was very fitting for, you know I, know, I know it's contrived the opposite way around, but it kind of makes it a nice circle, but we'll come, come on to Rogue One later on, so... A New Hope. So when did you first see it, Steve?
2: New Hope would have been probably 1977 when it came out. Yeah. I was probably a wee lad at the time.
1: Yeah, well, I was in primary school at the time.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so what would I have been? I would have been... About eleven, twelve at the time.
1: Yeah, I was uh, six
2: yeah. back then. And before I saw the, I think before I saw the film, I actually went to the National History Museum in London. Yeah, and saw a Star Wars exhibition.
1: Really? So you actually saw about the film before you saw the film? Yeah,
2: I did. Yeah, yeah. Mm. There's some clips of the film there with bits and pieces. they like you saw, like you know, C there was a there was a whole C three PO there and an R two D two and all some bits and pieces from the movie. So it was a nice way to to go into the film, I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, I must admit, my experience about Star Wars was pre-seeing the film as well, because Mm. I had a friend at school, his name was Tim, he went to America (coughs) and Mm. saw it, before it came out here because back in the 70s if you remember the films used to get released about 6 months later over at this you know in in England didn't they
2: I think because I think was it a christmas release in the states and a summer in the UK I don't know I, don't remember. I,
1: ca- I, I can't remember I th- I, th- I think it I can't remember at all to be quite honest with you
2: what I also did actually is I actually bought the comics.
1: I used to get the comics as well every week. Star Wars which weekly.
2: Built, <laughs> which built which built the sto- the story up in chapters.
1: Yes, they did.
2: And they were very I, d- I can't remember who they were done by whether it was was it DC at the time maybe something like that I can't remember. I, I can't remember to be honest it was years ago. But then we didn't have those days we didn't have all this uh, merchandising we've got today.
1: But the uh, Star Wars was the first thing that yeah, went onto it, the it merchandise in trends. It wasn't, wasn't
2: it? so Having the comics being being to see a sort of a seeing the stuff that was in the film as well, which is pretty cool. I wasn't that fussed about Star Wars like yourself, so you would have had the figures and everything else. Oh, I did. I just had the soundtrack at the time. Yeah. Which I don't actually own anymore, that soundtrack, but um, I am looking at buying the box set of all of them mm. <laughs> at some point. But, yeah, no. It's. Uh, it was definitely. It was definitely something new, and I don't think anyone realised what they were grabbing hold of there as a the start of a franchise.
1: No, I. I don't because it, I mean it's probably one of the one of the most, if not the most successful film franchise of all time. Mm. Even more so than Bond, which preceded it by, uh, well, over a decade. I think yeah, S- Star yeah. Wars has earned more than the Bond movies combined, hasn't it?
2: Possibly, yeah. I, I've got the figures in front of no, me, but I'm I, sure they... I good. haven't,
1: but I'm sure I read somewhere once that that it had. Hmm. I mean, uh, the first, first experience I had of Star Wars was, they said my friend went to America and saw it because it was on six months uh, before... Yeah. um before it was here and i got to know a lot about the the film before i actually went to see it because obviously we got the co- the comics about the same time because there wasn't that delay on the comics that there was on the films for mm. some really strange reason and then After that, the figures started appearing in the stores. You know, the old Palatoy figures. Yeah. And I remember not knowing anything about Star Wars, Hmm. um, other than the characters' names and the brief bits I'd read in the comics. Yeah. Immediately bonded with Han Solo as a character. (laughs) Hmm. And that, you know, I've had that sort of like bromance thing about Han Solo for years since, do you know what I mean? It's always been like a character uh, you know, everybody wanted to be Han Solo, but it was only the, you know, the daft nerdy kids who wanted to be Luke, do you know what I mean? But, uh, you know, so the first Star Wars figure I ever got was uh, a a Star Wars uh, character, and I ended up collecting all of them, you know, Mm. certainly for the first two movies, I had every Star Wars character. Yeah. Must have cost my parents a fortune, to be honest. (laughs) but I had so many Star Wars toys but we talked about that in our uh, toy uh, debate didn't we yeah (laughs) (laughs) yes obviously my Amazon Echo can't Um, remember that but that was definitely I'm
2: I'm just looking up actually because it was Marvel that produced the Star Wars comics in 77
1: that kind of like makes sense considering that Marvel now is aligned with Disney as well
2: yeah yeah absolutely
1: no, I mean, Star Wars, it was a groundbreaking film, I think. I think that the one that had been the most groundbreaking before that was 2001. Mm. Um, and then Star Wars took that 2001 sort of realistic you know, special effects and took it to the next level.
2: Mm, yeah, of course.
1: And it was. It's fascinating. I don't, have you ever watched any of the documentaries that are on like the discs that you can get with Star Wars?
2: Oh yeah, I? I've seen all the. I've seen all the um, documentaries that came out with all the bits and bobs that I've watched over. Because I. Put, how would I put it this? I think to be honest, Star Wars is my most bought movies. I think due to the different iterations we've got. Yeah. From the VHS cassette. Yeah. To to DVD to DVD, widescreen, mm. box set, Blu-ray, you know, everything else. Every time and, it's uh, a new
1: version, you buy yeah.
2: it. <laughs> do you know what? Could can, can, you want to carry on chatting? Will I just go and get this pizza out the door?
1: <laughs> okay, I'll carry on chatting. So for, for me, Star Wars has always been something very close to my heart. It was one of the things that got me into sci-fi, just like Star Trek did as well. Star Wars film filled a little bit of a different itch. Whereas Star Trek is more of a utopian sort of view of the future. Star Wars is in some ways a bit more of a gritty universe. uh, I think there's a lot more different things that go on in that universe, such as, you know, the fact that you've got the Jedi, you've got the force, you've got this evil intergalactic empire that has just suddenly sprouted up out of, uh, well, seemingly nowhere because we don't know all of the storylines at that point. And I remember a lo- looking at a lot of things such as who Darth Vader was and who Anakin Skywalker was. And there used to be on the Star Wars toys, the little explanations about who the characters were as well. So, you know, you could, uh, it would say on on the back of your...
2: Sorry about that. one else is looking at the bleeding doors. Okay. Oh, right. Sorry about that. What have I missed?
1: I, I was just filling in time while you came back, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> just just talking a, a bit about some of my views about it. But I was just saying in terms of uh, some of the Star, the Star Wars toys, what they used to have on the back was like little explanations of some of the characters. So, yeah. for example, I knew that Darth Vader had you know had been beaten by obi-wan kenobi you know and effectively chucked into a you know a volcano uh, what two decades, two and a half decades before The Phantom Menace came out. Right. Because all of that was all explained on the back of everything and this is one of the things I think is great about Star Wars, how it has been up until Disney took over, which is it's always had a coherent universe because anything that got released with the Star Wars branded had to be approved by George Lucas to fit in the universe somewhere.
2: Did did you, I know by the time it came out over here, now in the Star states when when the toys came out mm. they had to have like a card like they got a cardboard cutout saying they're coming soon yeah because it was trying to get them for christmas but by the time the uk got hold of it we didn't have that problem did we
1: no we didn't have that problem well i certainly i wasn't aware of it by then but no, bear in mind i was already six
2: <laughs> yeah because obviously and you know listening to the documentaries and hearing about how they wanted to bring out before Christmas but they just couldn't do it so they had the cardboard gift set which would be coming soon Mm. and it went from there really yeah so uh, but it it was a great film I think you know there's not a lot to it really if you break it down
1: no and to be honest you can tell it's very much that sort of modern mythology brought up to date can't you really because it's got the (coughs) wizard you know in form of Obi-Wan Kenobi it's got the apprentice following the wizard in the form of luke it's got the pirate in fo- you know that's who's a a good guy at heart in you know in, yeah, yeah. As in han and chewie is you know the love interests layer.
2: It's, it's it's funny because with the toys as well didn't they bring out and i saw this recently as i just chuckled to myself because i think it's been thrown on facebook that they had a they had his um the parents that looks after him. They had a burnt version of 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 them. So obviously, when the when the uh, <coughs> the stormtroopers came over, and he was away at the time. Yeah, and they burnt that. He burnt his um his uncle's place. They brought out two burnt oh, versions. Oh,
1: uh, yeah, no, a uh, burnt uncle in Aunt Peru. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> Very sick, but you know,
1: yeah. There's all sorts of, <laughs> sorts of weird stuff, isn't there? Um, I'm sure I've actually I'm sure that, that that actually might be real. To be quite honest,
2: no, I, I, that's what I'm saying. I think it was real.
1: Yeah, I do as well. I don't think it was April Fools' joke because I'm sure I've actually seen one or at least something that someone's mocked up.
2: Yeah, and I think and I think for this film, I think it was the first time. People made note of continuity mistakes. Yeah. Because I think when we had Star Wars first on the TV back in the day, Mm. and um, we would have had a TV show that that was for continuity mistakes. Do you remember that show?
1: Yes, I do.
2: I can't remember what it's called Was it called It's R eight
1: Be All Right on a Night or something?
2: Something like that, maybe. Yeah. And then you had the stormtrooper that banged his head when he came through the, uh, yeah, the but, doors.
1: But what I love is that it shows that George Lucas has a good sense of humour because in the special editions later on, he dubbed in someone going out when he bumped his head.
2: Yeah, but they kept, he kept him in, which is pretty good. And I, I think I always used to love looking at the continuity mistakes and little things like that. That were sitting around in all the in all those movies. To be honest, not necessarily the newer ones, but the the original three. Yeah, I mean,
1: you got to really wonder about in terms of the continue Person in charge of continuity control. It should be You have one <laughs> job.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But and
1: and of course, you know, there was such a great cast in The original because you had Sir Alec Guinness, who mm. evidently thought it was the biggest load of tripe he'd ever been associated with, but evidently I think that he was well compensated by his two percent of the gross profit. Yeah, there was,
2: I mean, the rest. There, I mean, you had Peter Cushing, I was
1: about to say Peter Cushing, my brain just went, I know that's I was tra- why I thought I'd
2: bump it in there. <laughs> yeah, as Governor Tarkin,
1: exactly, as Governor Tarkin, and he, I mean, he was brilliant in anything that yeah. he was in,
2: but. And having complete unknowns.
1: Yeah, because Mark Hamill, he was an unknown.
2: Yeah. And when
1: you think Harrison Ford, I mean, how big was Harrison Ford through the 80s and 90s and the 90s? You know, he's one of the biggest actors in Hollywood. And he was, you know, he was a carpenter.
2: On the, and he was just standing at one point for the for the tests.
1: Yeah, but he—I mean—he had done. I forgot what it was called for George Lucas beforehand. American Graffiti.
2: Briefly, he was. In, yeah, it, he was he? briefly
1: in that, but that was the only real acting credit I think yeah. that he'd had at that and, time.
2: <clears throat> I'm not sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna put my mortgage on it now, but I think Apocalypse Now was that before Star. That was before Star Wars or after.
1: I can't remember, to be quite honest,
2: because he had a bit part in that, for example, which. Probably no, even though he was in it. To be honest, yeah, yeah, you know. But the, it's funny because you had all these unknowns that would work well together,
1: and and it did have really good chemistry. I mean, when you you know you looked at um, you know Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, and Harrison Ford, mm. they they were you know the perfect trio, weren't they? Really,
2: but if it, it could have been so different,
1: yeah. And I mean, the, the amazing thing is, is uh, Anthony Daniels and Kenny Baker hated each other.
2: Well, don't you get that with these, some of these movies, that people just don't get on, that they have to do a job?
1: Yeah, yeah, because evidently Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman don't get on.
2: You wouldn't think that, would you?
1: No, you wouldn't, because they're such good actors. Yeah. But, um, yeah, because uh, for those of you who don't know, Kenny Baker uh, was R2-D2, the man in the tin can, and uh, Anthony Neal C-3PO. Human-Cyborg relations.
2: Yeah, and it could have been no different. We could have had Kurt Russell playing in this movie Yeah, Kurt, or about?
1: Christopher Walken as Han Solo as well. Yeah. And it's, at one point, evidently, Han Solo was supposed to be green with gills. Did you know that?
2: How how? And do you think how bad this movie could have oh, failed?
1: When you, when you actually hear about some of the early design choices that they were doing, it really would have mm. been a bad B-movie. But they, yeah. they changed it around f- much, much for the better. Yeah,
2: yeah. Do you want to should we, should
1: we yeah. move on? <coughs> so the next film, obviously, is The Empire Strikes Back. And this is the one that personally I think is the best movie out of all of the movies. Because it has that edge of darkness to it. And it doesn't have all of that hope. <clears throat> that the other movies kind of have. You know, even even when you look at the Revenge of the Sith, there's kind of like bits of hope in that at the end. Whereas I think with, you know, The Empire Strikes Back, we knew that, you know, uh, we knew that Han Solo was gone you know he'd been captured by boba fett and taken well
2: this is i think this is more like a cliffhanger it is film, yeah
1: it? And, I, and it just worked so well but and then we had to wait three years for the next one yeah but, i mean it, what a film i mean it in well it's the first time that we properly saw boba fett that boba fett did appear on the uh, little known about uh, star wars christmas special which george lucas is trying to burn every copy I was trying to burn every copy of it ever in existence Don't no need to do I but I would still rather w- watch that than The Last Jedi um mm. you know with Wookiee baking with you know baking clothes on and stuff. <laughs> um, <coughs> I mean yeah. it, you know it, it just kind of like looked like Bigfoot and the Hendersons but it was Wookiees in with the humans uh but that did have a cartoon with um Boba Fett in it introducing him because mm. he came out as a character about two years before the Empire Strikes Back did because of that. Yeah. But I mean, when when you actually look, cause the the storyline had moved on as well and you had the fantastic Battle of Hoth and, you know...
2: Which is very, very large it in It was. Scale.
1: And, you, you know, you look at those Atat Walkers, we'd never seen anything like that on screen before. Mm. And just the the sheer... Idea of the scale between everything as well. Um, again, fantastic, fantastic cast, uh, that's, you know, that was in there, you know, in supporting roles. But interestingly enough, it wasn't Ian McDermott's first time as the Emperor, was it? It was, it's only in the reshoot, you know, for the special editions that Ian McDermott was put in. It was another actor who played uh, Palpatine or Darth Sidious. Yes. Uh, or the Emperor, whichever you want to call him. He's a bit like Prince he's had mm. so many different names.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but it was it was funny how um they changed obviously as we talk we get to um the uh Return yeah. of the Jedi when we get to see him. And uh it's 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 just it's quite incredible how it's progressed through through the time in, in each of these movies that some of these characters that we're gonna see earlier on than than later because of the, the way these films are yeah. being filmed. Uh I think that they've done well with it.
1: I I, I mean I mean, obviously, the the big spoiler for the Return of the Jedi is the "No, I am your father" line from Vader, isn't it? That's the, that that's the the big one. And you know, when you when, I remember being a kid, and how would, would, how I would have been about eleven or twelve then, and it was sort of like, mm. oh my god, do you know what I mean? It was sort of like so yeah. so massive listening to that.
2: Did you did did you see the little um? on facebook i put on there today mark hamill talking about that i did talking about how he uh, that just creased me up on him saying that he was told that but no one else and you know and as he says if it weren't for social media that may well have got i'm
1: sure it would have done but i'll tell you what one of the things i always said to myself i promised myself was um, if i had a boy or a girl doesn't matter, you know. But more if I had a boy because I thought i would be more interested in sci-fi, and he was interested in <coughs> sci-fi. I was going to show him the Star Wars movies in chronological order rather than episodic order, hmm. for the simple reason of I wanted to see his face when he understood the line "I am your father," and I hmm. built it up. <laughs> For him, and to say, you know, I kept saying when he was when we watched uh, a new hope for the first time. Oh, isn't Darth Vader really bad? Isn't Luke really good? Do you think Darth Vader and Luke will fight? You know, preparing him for the next movie and that, like, you know, because th- bearing in mind that he, this is like seeing it after successive Saturdays, as opposed to mm. having three years build up between the two movies, which we had as kids and. Anyway, we sat and watched the second movie And I had him sat on my lap And I just repositioned it so that I could see his face And I'm not kidding you, that was worth waiting for me being a kid and experiencing that because I experienced exactly the thrill that my dad must have done when when I realised.
2: Well, I'd be lucky that he, hopefully, that he hadn't seen the episode of The Simpsons no, well, we, we, before he got yeah, to see that. To
1: be, to be honest, there, there was a couple of times when he'd been watching Lego Star Wars uh, and had mm. kept hinting at that, but not being explicit. But fortunately, the references had mm. flown so far over his head it was at beyond the orbit of Pluto do you know what I mean it just not picked up on the subtlety of yeah. it because he you know bearing in mind it was only like six or seven something like that
2: yeah I do you know I always thought the Empire Strikes Back was always longer than Star Wars mm. a new hope to me it felt like it was a longer yeah. movie but in fact there's only two minutes difference. yeah very little them. difference so I think that's why there was more there was more going on in Empire Strikes Back well I think it, it felt yeah. longer
1: yeah, do you know what I, know I mean? Exactly what you mean.
2: And you know, at, at the time, I remember uh, when I when I had be kids and I went to a kids party. Well, I took some videos, and we took a load there. And I said, "Well, I've got I've got, I've got Star Wars here." Now the kids was interested. Mm-hmm. And this is before, obviously, it really kicked off because obviously we had the remakes and all the do the redos and all the touch ups yeah. that came out.
1: And it was a film that George Lucas just couldn't leave alone. All of them were anyway. He had to keep...
2: For better up, for better, for worse.
1: Well, I don't think that there was any need to change in uh, the original movie, the who shot first, Guido or Han.
2: I couldn't give a two who, to be honest. Neither could I,
1: because they're both shot at the same time, is the truthful answer. Yeah. But I I did quite like although the CGI wasn't quite up to speed, the, there was a scene that wasn't in the original movie that was, uh, this is in A New Hope, that was um, the where Boba Fett actually was filmed. Uh, it was right. shown in this scene anyway. I don't think you actually might have been filmed on that. But it was where they were in the hangar in Moss Eisley and Jabba the Hutt, tracks down Han and his sight saying, Han, my boy, I can't just <coughs> let you know anybody, any smuggler uh, off at dumping the cargo or where would it be sort of thing, you know, mm. which when you actually look at it in terms of the next movie, he was sending a bounty hunter after him, doesn't make sense unless you think actually the next movie is three or four years later in the story, so he's probably got a bit peed off with him, mm-hmm. but that that was a good little addition in there I thought because I'd seen that with the original actor, who was a great big fat bloke, dressed in furs. He was. Uh, doing that scene.
2: That's right, he was. I remember seeing that seeing that on the... I think they brought all that out on the uh, yeah. DVD, didn't they?
1: But point. in terms of... There was a, also, I don't know whether or not you've ever seen it, but the uh, bits with Luke from the original, um, where yeah. he meets his friend's big <coughs> star lighter, who dies in the Battle of the Death Star. Yeah, 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 because you know he—that's where he's like looking up in the sky, and he can see the battle with uh, the Tante Four and uh, the super uh, the Star Destroyer uh chasing after them Mm. and you know then he meets his friend and you know they do that but to be honest that would have made it a little bit too what Hollyoaks ish i think as as a beginning part of the the actual movie so i think it was probably wise that they cut that out but it's quite nice to get that on the extras but there's not that many extras on the empire strikes back i think they use most of the footage when you actually look at the, I think there's about something like about, isn't it, about 13 minutes or something added extra in a New Hope, and then there's only a couple of minutes in the second, you know, the Empire Strikes Back. Because most of the changes were actually, uh, Bespin was a load of corridors, and George Lucas put windows in so that he could see outside.
2: <clears throat> yeah, they, exactly. So what it would do, so so the Cloud City as it was, it gave it more more yeah. life. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So <clears throat> from that point of view, and obviously when, uh, when you had the Millennium Falcon coming in to yeah. land, they changed all that as well. They gave, the, they gave the, uh, the the redo touch-ups with the special effects more, you know, and they brought all that in. Mm. <clears throat> and even the same with, your, with Star Wars, when they're preparing to do battle, you had to draw – all that was re- yeah. redone. Oh yeah
1: it's fine. I mean I've got both versions anyway. Yeah, so, so have I. I I
2: I think I need to go back and watch the original um release version. Yeah. See how bad well, it looks now. I've
1: actually got <laughs> um cuz they did a collector's set which had the original and the special edition on DVD and that's what I have got the ones as well. I've got. But I I recently yeah, loaned yeah. my copy of the original 3 movies to someone to work with. Uh, Because he'd Mm. never seen them. And, you know, and bear in mind, it's a 30 something year old bloke. He's kind of thinking, what have you been doing with your life, pal? Uh, But, you know, he he hasn't. It's
2: it's funny because obviously, with digital technology and we've got now 4K and everything else, people that have been crying out for those original versions back out. Yeah, in 4K. But they just, but they're not just, no, but what I mean is just the original print. Yeah. Of without the redos, so you have got the original um, theatrical version that came out back in nineteen seventy. I, I have
1: to admit, do you know, I'm I'm not that bothered about having the actual original theatrical print because that I've seen over five hundred times, and I kind of mm. like know it to death. Well, I know all of the films to death, but I just mm. I I actually quite liked what Lucas was doing and improving the movies. I know that some people didn't think that he was. Um, but yeah. I, th- I think he made it more coherent in terms of the universe. And, a, a f- you know, I, I, ju- I just think it was really... I'm quite surprised one thing he didn't do, which was touch up Yoda in The Empire Strikes Back to do more digital enhancements on him. But, I mean, Yoda, I mean, what a fantastic character he was.
2: I think I think the, uh, the idea of it being a puppet, which Frank Oz was dealing with through yeah. the Muppet days... I think it holds a bit of, I don't know, it's got something still, is it like that? Yeah, because
1: I I don't know about you, but The the Last Jedi Yoda, I thought it looked terrible. It neither looked real nor CGI, and it just, I don't know, it it just, it looked so out of place. It looked like a toy. Do you know what I mean? It it didn't, whereas, Mm. all right, you know that in The Empire Strikes Back, Yoda's a puppet, but it's a puppet with so much life to it. Do you know what I mean?
2: (laughs) Yeah, it, it yeah.
1: so much life, it it feels like a person rather than you know, a piece of cloth.
2: Well, yeah, because you don't think of it as much as when you see uh, Luke coming back as mm. he's promised in Return of the Jedi, for example, when that was still yeah. a
1: puppet. You know, one thing I've, I've always troubled me about the original Empire Strikes back at well, the Empire Strikes back generally is Yoda's line of when he's talking about the force, and this is you know banging Luke on the arm and saying it's not about your muscles it's about the force around you so why is all of Luke's Mm. training physical because if you think about it he's having him running around doing you know loopy jumps carrying him on his back start doing a one-handed handstand what's all that about if it's all about your mental power controlling the force it doesn't mm. quite... I know that he had to fill it up with doing something and probably sitting, you know, having him there looking like his end Buddhist monk with his legs crossed and floating in the air would have looked a bit weird and probably people wouldn't have understood it. Yeah. But it's interesting because one of the other things as well, because I love lis- reading all of the stuff online about uh, people with different theories about Star Wars. I mean, I've done my own ones on YouTube, but he's... <clears throat> you know, what one of the theories is about people saying, well, how could Luke become a Jedi in three you know in in, um, you know in the space of two hours sort of thing but what you've got to remember in terms of that Star Wars is it was three years from A New Hope so maybe Luke's been getting himself trained up using Jedi holocrons which was supposed to be like the archives of the Jedi and there's people who were doing theories about well if you're near a gravitational well time moves slower so maybe it was near an extreme gravitational well <laughs> which really moved slow, down time slowly so that you know and then other ones who were saying well if the Falcon was flying a best bin at sub light speed and it's here it would have taken him six months and someone had calculated it.
2: Yeah, well those people need to I know, they do. Life.
1: I know they do, but I love listening to those them are,
2: <laughs> Yeah. I mean don't get me wrong, I, I like to geek out but sometimes you need to rein it back a bit. You know, some people, yeah, I mean uh, I think that's you know, the thing, it's just a,
1: a a thing of it is what it is, just accept it, you know. <laughs> uh, in, in that sort yeah, of respect. Yeah. But but there is years in that storyline. It's not, you know, a lot—not a Mary Sue, couple of hours or a couple of days sort of distance in travel. But Empire Strikes Back, definitely the best out of all the movies for me. I think I think it had the best environments. I think it had the best script. Uh, that bit where you know hands getting lowered into the the carbonite freezing, and you know mm. later, as says, "I love you," and he goes. I know. I mean, that is just so cool. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, if we, I know people have their, their, their some disbelief with the return of the Jedi. Yeah, but I think we take it for what they are. I mean, the the the, uh, the fluffy creatures. You know, we've seen worse in some other movies well, later. So let's
1: be honest, right? Nobody actually talks about the. Big elephant that's in the room that everybody's like, Oh, aren't the Ewoks lovely? They eat people.
2: Yeah, because they're, they're cannibals.
1: Yeah, because they were going to cook ham. Yeah. But nobody ever, you know, everyone's Oh, aren't the Ewoks cute? Yeah, really cute. Right up until they bite your head off. Mm. But no, nobody ever mentions that. I suppose you, I suppose you wouldn't for no, a new classified
2: film. Um, <laughs> so, let's, right, quick. Return of the Jedi, quick, then. Quick, uh, quick question for you about it. Do you yeah. remember when they were fil- when they were filming? Obviously, by this time now, Star Wars is big news. Oh, and when they're going to film it, it's 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 huge. And when they're out in the desert doing the scenes in the pit, yeah, Tunisia and, in Tunisia, and on the chairs to keep it quiet, so no one knew what it was. What it what it was all about? What was the the film they were calling it at the time to stay? So the uh. universe of Star Wars. Do you remember?
1: Do you know? I remember that uh, the original one was called Blue Harvest.
2: No, that was this one. That was Return of the Jedi.
1: You sure, I thought it was the original one. No, was called Blue No, it, it was
2: Blue Harvest. Because I had, I in my Starlog magazines, I was buying regular by this time. That was my, my main diet for science fiction. Right. They had the Blue Harvest there on the on the back of the chairs. Yeah. And obviously, Blue Harvest was used elsewhere in other cartoon, uh, fictional cartoon characters. They use that in there for, for parodying Star Wars later on. But uh yeah, <clears throat> yeah. It was a good, I liked them. I liked the movie.
1: Mm.
2: Whether or not it's because I saw it at the time, I saw that one in Leicester Square and I got a big kick out of that. Yeah. And the, the sound and everything else, I mean, it just seemed, I enjoyed it. Really did.
1: Um, well, I mean, to be honest, I did. I, I know that sometimes I, I, I rib the film, but to me, it's, it's still part of that classic trilogy.
2: And there's some classic, there's some great classic. Now, where we have comical moments and they're done right, they yes. work. Oh,
1: absolutely. absolutely. You know,
2: and in that movie, you got Han trying to blow up the, the flames when he's hanging upside down, for example, you know. And yeah. there's, there's other bits, obviously, there's other bits and pieces where, if I remember rightly, there was, um, oh, let me think about it now. I can turn my head on. Uh... Do you know it's gone completely out of my head? This is a thing when we've got Star Wars and you haven't got a lot of <laughs> lot to work with. <clears throat> but but the, the moments that were comical, just every time it works. Yeah, and, and for me, that was great. Where in some other movies they don't work and they stink.
1: Yeah, because to be honest, it's one of those genres that it's you're not filming the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, so don't try and make it that. No, no, I I agree with you, and I I, I do think that in terms of the Return of the Jedi, there were a few funny moments, like for example, the Ewok hugging Han's leg and him trying to get it off. Yeah you know get the leg off the Ewok off his leg i mean by the way mm. um i you know that that was quite a a funny, <clears throat> a funny moment um because you know they the, they suddenly went from these things that were going to eat you to these you know little right animated teddy bears that were going to mm. you know cuddle you sort of thing. it's it quite yeah. a bit of a change in a few minutes
2: exactly but it just it, i i quite liked it and then from from the, 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 the great scenes at the beginning where Leia's laying there as a servant. To, well, to jabber.
1: I mean, I mean, let, let's face it, you know, the, the gold bikini. Let's it is, and it, out it, there.
2: Must, it must have been cold. I'm going to say that now. <laughs> it must and have I been. Think, and I'm, I'm sure Carrie Fisher said it many times how cold she was in that.
1: Well, hat, she but. hated it, didn't she? Yeah. Evidently. But she was always but, uh, quite uh, well uh, well quoted about saying about there are no browsing in space, but there is gaffer tape.
2: Yeah, and it, it did hold it well, didn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but um, I mean that was an example of really where George Lucas actually went way over the top in tweaking uh, because if you remember the put in that whole musical number in yeah, Jabba's yeah, Palace was, yeah. mm. when it was completely different in the original movie I mean it, it, it just felt a little bit well oh, we can put this in because we can rather than because we should but you know the green dancer the Twi'lek dancer yeah. In Jabba's Palace. Did you know she was actually the original woman 20 odd years later, redoing all of those dances? Was it really?
2: I'm trying to remember where i would seen it. I mean, she's done some British TV before in the past. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, no.
1: Yeah, it w- it was her. She came back and reshot all of that. She'd still oh, kept right. herself okay. in shape and everything. It wasn't 20 years later, was it? It was about 16, <laughs> <laughs> 17 six? years later. Was it as, was well, as many as that long ago? Well, it that, was now? late 90s, wasn't oh, okay. it? Okay, yeah. So. Yeah, it that was that that was her doing that as well. I mean, mm. you, you had the Rancor. What a monster of a thing that was!
2: Yeah, and those special effects were just great um, <coughs> models at the time that they used. P-
1: perfect example of humour used well is that bit where the Rancors just ate the Gamorian guard. Yeah, and Luke's like standing there with a bone in his hand puts it, which
2: puts it the wrong way round so his mouth going. ugh yeah
1: oh, no, well no oh, it's, the, the Rancor turns round sucks <laughs> up a hand into his mm. mouth that was dangling out of his mouth and then sort of like gives look Lu- you know Luke a look as if you're next and that that was a brilliant bit of humor that you know that they just added uh to that i don't know why i always think ravenous bug blatter beast of troll when i uh, see that bit from me mm, yeah King of yeah Galaxy. yeah yeah but yeah absolutely you know there's some really good uh moments in there The the whole bit with luke facing off against palpatine and you know fighting his father and obviously the ultimate you know uh thing of vader becoming anakin again but-
2: Again, we got we got two sides of the coin, haven't we? So we had we had David Prowse being really miffed that when they were deciding to take Vader's helmet off,
1: they they treat him really
2: bad. You know that was so. I know they could have put him in makeup. I'm, I'm sure they would have done it pretty good. Yeah, but you know the big reveal that you're going to see Darth Vader with his helmet off, and it it was someone got some other dude.
1: Sebastian Shaw
2: yeah and do, I mean, and do gut, you know what how gutted was that to me you
1: know yeah and when I went to yeah the other week to uh, see do you know what it, it, Brian Blessed Brian Blessed my brain's absolutely shot tonight uh, he was talking about that exact thing and you know, about saying about how he'd met Sebastian Shaw and he said oh I was in this really funny film they made me dress all as black and put this helmet on me and uh, I had to lay there and it took the helmet off and I had to say luke tell your sister you were right and he went absolutely ballistics he like, my god you're you're darth vader sort of thing you know and evidently yeah. he was so opposite to what you know darth vader would have been ever like you know it was like evidently a very gentle sort of man yeah yeah but yeah i mean you know it, i think it was a shame that they did that and uh, on the I Am Your Father documentary, there was a, hmm. uh, was I I don't think it was Spanish or Mexican or something, director who got in contact with David Prowse and actually reshot that part of the movie with David Prowse being unveiled, okay, okay. Uh, but you never actually got to see that, but that was on Netflix, I don't know if it's still on there, but hmm. well worth it, a watch because it talks about David Prowse and about how you know, about his experience working with Star Wars because obviously he had a very sour relationship with George Lucas and by all accounts from what was uncovered in that documentary, you can kind of understand why in some ways George maybe was a bit miffed with with David, but he was blamed for something that he didn't actually do. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, I, think it's a, I think it's a shame because he's played the most iconic villain of all time. He was one half of it with James Earl Jones being (coughs) the other half of the voice. Yeah,
2: I think it's it's probably one of the top villains up there. With probably a few more we could talk about, but that's not what we're here for. Zoo, but um, but yeah, no, rightly so. Mm. But uh, but yeah, Uh, continuity mistakes. There's a classic in Return of the Jedi on the speed bike, Speedos chase. Yeah, where hands, uh, robot hand, is moving from left to right.
1: Do you mean Luke in the
2: cut? Yeah luke's yeah sorry yeah sorry. Right. <coughs> so i they and they that again is still there in the in the redo as well they yeah. didn't take that one out <laughs> so we had a break and once that film was done we all thought it was over
1: yeah and then along came the prequels two decades nearly later well, we had
2: obviously we had the redos for <coughs> the well,
1: actually actually we did have two more star wars movies in that time go on
2: The Ewok movies. Oh God! We don't talk about those.
1: No, we don't. Nobody talks about those.
2: No, they just happened and disappeared. Yeah, the Caravan of Courage,
1: and I can't remember what the other one was.
2: They failed anyway, so (laughs) that was more than anything. I I have
1: to admit, though, I do have them on DVD.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You sad little man. But yeah, so we had, obviously we had the redos in the 90s and it was great to go back to the cinema to see the films.
1: Well, with the special releases because they they did it the the right way around because they did the, the special editions... Right before they released The Phantom Menace. Yeah, and
2: I think, I can't remember at the time, but they were pretty close together when they released them, didn't they? Was it like a couple of weeks each time?
1: Uh, a couple of months. Was it I a think. couple of months? Yeah.
2: But yeah, it was great to go back to the cinema. See, this is what we miss now from Star Wars. It's that when a Star Wars film came out, it was an event and isn't yes. anymore.
1: No, it's they're too frequent.
2: It's it's sad, really, that mm. we don't have, have that anymore, you know, but. They were great to see them out. And then hearing that they're going to be, be bringing out one, two, and three. And we'll are here, yeah. we hear about after uh, Alec Guinness talking, you know, in the first film about the Clone Wars, thinking, oh, we're going to see all this, you know.
1: Yeah. And we did get to see it as well. That was the, the good yeah. thing.
2: And it was, it, was, it, was, it was great. And I think people decided to say that The Phantom Menace was for kids.
1: I think that there was only one reason why people said it was for kids. Is
2: that because we're well, we going to mention his name?
1: Yeah. Jar Jar Binks. Let's face it. That character pretty much single-handedly ruined the movie Mm. because when you actually look at it, it's not bad apart from Jar Jar. Jar Jar is a sort of required character, but didn't have to be anywhere near as stupid as he was. And it was very clear uh, that that character was aimed at children. Mm. Absolutely aimed at children, which is not a a bad thing but it did, it ruined the movie and the other thing as well is it was actually quite racially prejudiced as a character as well because you know it was had that sort of like Jamaican accent and it put, put the, it oh, in okay. a bad light
2: I mean actor wise we had Liam Neeson
1: brilliant as quite obviously
2: and again it, I suppose the idea of the way it works that we, we see these kids growing up through the three films yeah, but obviously, by the third film, I don't think it was. It wasn't exactly there. Wasn't Hayden Christian, was it? I don't it think uh, it was. The th-
1: it? second and third film, it was Hayden Christian. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: but it was just nice to see that them growing up and becoming who they become and how they did it. I think that was quite good.
1: Yeah, and. the I liked. I mean, evidently, Jake Lloyd, who played Star Wars, he evidently regrets doing it now. I mean, how mm. how he could regret that? I don't. I don't know. But to to me, the 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 the, the uh, prequels were a really good evidence of what can be done computer wise because there was very few sets that were actually built, uh, and most shots had CGI in them in one way or another. But yeah. you know, that was George Lucas's thing.
2: Well. Green, I mean, the way the technology moved uh, from Star Wars with, with THX sound, with yep. Lucasfilm and everything else that came out of that. Yeah. It's not a problem. But, I mean, acting in, in, a, in a film like Star Wars where you're on a load of green boxes, imagine you're being sliced and diced and have to run and roll and jump. Yeah. You know, that's mm. not acting. Well, I suppose it is, but it isn't in another, in another way, if you know what I mean.
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, to be honest, in in a lot of ways, because this film has one of my favourite Star Wars um, theme tunes, which is The Jewel of Fates. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant, brilliant piece of music. And, you know, the, it, there are so... It, to me, there are aspects of this movie that are just absolutely brilliant, like the fight between Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan and Darth Maul. Mm. That is a great fight, you know, and, yeah. and it's so action packed right the way through it I think it's a crying shame that Darth Maul's only lines were yes my master and you know at last we will be able to reveal ourselves to the Jedi at last we will have our revenge Hmm. you know and that was all he got to say and that was actually someone completely different it wasn't the actor doing it who you know you know we're guardians of the galaxy Hmm. he's got a funny name he's a British comedian uh he also plays the tick on um amazon prime at the moment i forgot what his name is okay uh but he did darth maul's voice evidently mm. <laughs> so but but not the actor who played him the actor who played him was toured on x-men the original x-men <coughs> I'm movie. Trying to, uh, do you know I... ray parks was that yeah, was who played it.
2: him yeah yeah he did yeah
1: the, the body of him so you know mm. it must be something about being a sith lord that you actually yeah. have to have somebody but else do your voice
2: if it out of all these three films what What really came out really great about this for me was um, Ian McDermott and his his role.
1: Oh, God, yeah. Ian McDermott, I mean, he played such a a good
2: character. Because at first, obviously, you don't really twig it who he's going to be for a bit, do you? I think in the first film, you don't really... You see this guy, you don't really know th- too much about him. Yeah. And it's all diplomatic, and it's all the governments. And it's not until the second film...
1: ...that you start to get an inkling. I, I have to admit, to be honest, I kind of knew long before.
2: I'm sure you <laughs> did. I'm sure so, you So for did. me, it
1: wasn't a reveal. Uh, but
2: not more the reveal, but it was just kept quiet, and he, he did his bit, you know, and he was in the end of the movie. He was there with everyone else. Yeah, great, you know. But the- and then comes in <clears throat> come the second film where we start to see his character and how it would change and how he would talk when it comes to the third film which I think, to be honest the third one's the best of the three
1: yeah, I, I think that they progressively got better I think that one of the main challenges for The Phantom Menace was that there was two decades of people who had grown up with Star Wars had been deprived of anything new this came mm. along and we all had unrealistic expectations yeah. I, to be, honest, to be fair, I think that that was the case. And I think where George Lucas probably made the mistake is George Lucas should have said Star Wars is no longer for kids. It's for the generation of people who grew up with it mm. and made an adult Star Wars film with the prequels. It could have been a lot more darker and a lot more gritty and not have silly characters in like Jar Jar. And to be honest, the whole plot of the, you know, the, the Jedi master getting Princess Amidala to Coruscant by a kid winning a illegal oh, race nice. at a pod race mm. who'd never w- finished a race, let alone won one, was a bit yeah. dodgy. And the other bad thing as well was the whole mediclorians. Yeah, yeah, okay. you know about measuring how many midi you've got in your body because that tells you how force sensitive is. Because it it then took the the myth of the myth of the force and made it into a science. And I think that mm. that was just a mistake. It should have just been some people have it and some people don't. I, th- I think that there were aspects of this film that worked really well, and there were other aspects that that were terrible.
2: <clears throat> I mean, I I'd love Christopher Lee in Attack of the, Attack of the Clones.
1: Yes. Yeah, I mean Christopher Lee he's good at anything that he does but you know he does that Darth Taranus. Yeah. Uh, character justice, I think.
2: And, and then obviously so, Samuel Jackson as Mace Windu as well. He was great. Yes.
1: With his purple lightsaber because yeah. Mace Windu uses <laughs> uses the light and the dark side of the force. So blue and red equals purple. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So with with you know there were some great great actors that we in this. Well th- I think Well he- this Helium is where Chris-
1: people were clamouring to get at Star Wars because it's yeah. just so iconic.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh I think one character in the background that I I'd like that was not given his praise was um Senator Garner, who took in Leia.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. He uh he he did a good part and obviously came into the next uh, one as well and he was also in raw That's one. what
2: that's what made it for me actually seeing him
1: yeah, because we'd always you know. heard, that we grew up listening about Bail Organa, and I mean, I used to read the books mm. as well, you know, I was an avid reader of the Star Wars books, and all of the stuff that's kind of like being decanonized now, uh, yeah. but they bring back in different ways, you know, like Kylo Ren was Jason Solo in the Star Wars Legends sort of side. You know, because okay. Jason Solo became evil, hmm. like like his grandfather. Whereas Ben Solo, you know, it's the same character. They just renamed it and nicked the ID, but they didn't they didn't have any of Han and Leia's other kids, apart from Ray. Whoops! Sorry did I say that.
2: <laughs> oh, you're geeking that too much now. I am um, because well, we she
1: is Hannah and Leia's daughter, I reckon. Still.
2: <clears throat> anyway, anyway, carry on. So so from this we went on to Revenge of the Sith. Which, I love that film. And as much as I think Hayden Christensen gets a bit wooden...
1: He had, he had rubbish lines. From my perspective, the Jedi are evil. It's
2: a you know, terrible line, is
1: that? Come on.
2: Yeah, and I think also, I've got a funny feeling for me, I don't know what it was with, with the third film, but Natalie Portman, is it me or the makeup and how she looked come the end of the film? She looked dreadful in that.
1: Oh, there was there was that bit on Coruscant when uh, Anakin yeah. goes to see her, or, or the talking, and, yeah. and you look at her and you go, "Oh my she god!" She looked.
2: Oh, she looked. I mean, she looked like she had a bad night as a bender and a few beers. Yeah, honestly.
1: Yeah, it, no, she she it didn't. But
2: she, I'm glad she, I'm not the only one that's noticed that. <laughs> no, it
1: it was uh, it was bad. It was. But bad. it was. I
2: mean, I I love I love the scenes when when we first um seeing. The Sith Lord, you know, he's coming to coming, and he's got Hey hey, Hayden, there's a decided to go down the dark route. Yeah, and you're seeing him bowing down there, and he's saying he's giving his name Darth Vader, and that
1: you you see. I mean, I, I just love the build-up with Ian McDermott and how they just change that, you know. And when he was like, when Anakin went to see was Palpatine, when he was uh, at the, you know, like fl- the <coughs> floaty at the, water at the theater. Opera. yeah. And then that music plays. He says, "Have you ever heard about the story of Darth Plagueis the Wise?"
2: Yeah, and yeah. Darth
1: Plagueis the Wise, of course, was Palpatine's.
2: But he Master. was reading him in there, wasn't he? He was literally yeah. baiting him because he knows he's he's having a tough time with his, with his, you know.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, some of the Star Wars Edge stuff is saying that actually the dreams that Anakin Skywalker was having about his mother dying um, and also about um, Amidala Padme mm. uh, dying were actually caused by Palpatine anyway you know as one of his yeah. force powers sort of mm. thing to, as part of the build up there but you know in McDermott's great you know, you know w- w- when when there is the big reveal like so we've come to collect you um and then Ian McDermott just suddenly turns all Darth Sidious and then you know kills his three Jedi in vo- a couple of minutes
2: <laughs> his <laughs> voice changes and yeah. it's just like another person isn't he
1: so it's treason then <laughs> That was brilliant. And
2: then poor old, poor old Samuel Jackson goes through the window and that's it. That's the last we see of him.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: Which is a real shame because I would like to have seen him survive and go on through the film well, a bit more.
1: To be honest, I can't see why they, they can they not bring that character back because technically we didn't actually see him die. What we saw was him being flung out of a window hundreds yeah, of it. stories up. But let's mm. face it, we know of two Jedi who have who have lived through multi-story falls like yeah. that straight off so why, why can't he because he could have used his force powers to repel him from the ground before he <coughs> mm. had a bad landing you know oh, because he could, have done it. He, could, yeah.
2: he could have done a Batman and got had a little something thrown out he could have just winged on it and swung down and sort of thing you know
1: exactly but Samuel L Jackson I mean he's always brilliant in absolutely everything that he did but interestingly enough just talking about that bit about um, you know the Darth Plagueis the wise one of the very many Star Wars fan theories that's out there is that That Snoke in obviously the new movies Mm. was Darth Plagueis the Wise because he was supposed uh, Snoke was supposed to have seen the rise or the the end of a Republic and the rise of the Empire Mm. and according to some a bit of some well the canon and the legends Darth Plagueis was alive. When uh, Palpatine became Chancellor, and then right. when he became Chancellor, Palpatine supposedly killed him. But Darth but Plagueis, the wise, power—you know—main force power was about extending life, and his theories about is was that you know. Um, transference of his force being into others and or into a clone or stuff like that because Palpatine or Darth Sidious comes back in the comic books the Dark Empire because the Empire grows a clone of or has a cloning facility of Sidious and the he uh, transfers his essence into the clone but because Mm -hmm. it's a clone and it's not a proper body it it burns out quickly so he has to keep cloning himself Um, so that's that's the you know the comic side So that it's already been established in the Star Wars universe, alright, granted some of it being decanonised, that that sort of stuff can happen. So but I, I was I was really hoping that we would have seen him being Darth Plagueis, but who knows what's gonna happen with it now. Other theory was that it was Gallius Rax Who was First Order General From um, the Chuck Wellens Aftermath novels as well okay. Or Ezra Bridges from Rebels Because Star Wars Rebels was another But um, great And that, that the fight scene with Yoda as well With Palpatine,
2: that was good Yeah, no, it's, it's just that we're seeing A digital version now Yeah uh, but it worked well. I think it was really good.
1: Uh, but so was the fight with Darth Tyrannis, you know, Christopher Lee's one as well with Yoda.
2: Caldukku, yeah, 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 it was, yeah. Oh, they all but It's just, it's funny because when we start, when we get into near the climax of the film, yeah, and you're starting to see, you know, you know what's going to happen, but you're going to see, you're going to see him turn yeah. on all those kids and everything else.
1: Yeah, and I, you know? I love that that iconography of. Anakin walking across that bridge with all of those storm. Well, there weren't stormtroopers then, but uh, you know the clone troopers yeah. walking behind him, with you know with his hood up and stuff like that. I thought that was great sort of imagery yeah. of the film. Do you know what I mean?
2: And then and seeing and seeing um, uh, seeing his his trainer being devastated at what yeah. he's witnessing. Yeah, Obi Wan Kenobi cannot believe what he's looking at. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And then we had the climax with, with the fight in the volcanoes.
1: Oh, yeah, that, that was a, a terrible Obi-Wan line. It's over, Anakin. <laughs> I have the high ground.
2: Yeah. Well, there's one worse than that, that as we camped. get near the end of that <laughs> film anyway. <I> forget it. <laughs> there's one more moment that's just dreadful. Oh, the no. Yes, the no.
1: Yeah, it was too robotic. But I, th- I think... What what they should have done in that because there is a f- supposedly a force power of it you know like a, a massive <coughs> burst out. And what happened was that they did that prolonged nowhere everything got crushed. I think it would have been better to have had an explosion of the force you know and it you know it blew everything outwards rather than him crushing everything with the force. I, mm-hmm. I just see that that didn't work but I think you know because when you think about it you don't if you lose your temper and you shout no that's something that goes outwards it's not something that goes inwards so the crushing didn't feel right and i think that was yeah. what was wrong with that i think if you'd have done that as an explosion out of the force that would mm. have ripped open a wall and you know flattened everything <coughs> in the room and even you know just got in a way flings his arms up and goes no and bang that would mm. have worked but because they did it the other way around, it didn't work.
2: <clears throat> no, it's it was a bit of a anticlimax. That beast.
1: Yeah, but then it had that the lovely bit afterwards where
2: Governor Tarkin. Oh,
1: yeah, well, Governor Tarkin when he's standing there, you know, with Sidious and uh, Vader, but yeah. also when Luke is dropped off at Tatooine by yeah, Obi Wan yeah. and Bail Organa takes Leia home. Yeah. So there were some really good.
2: They were sort of touching moments. Weren't yeah,
1: they? yeah, there were, and it and it gave that completeness to that as a cycle, which is then even more filled in by Rogue One. But obviously, before that, we had The Force Awakens.
2: So I think the hype for that film was huge.
1: Oh God, yes, yes.
2: More so, I think,
1: because don't forget then what you had was two sets of generations of people at different ages in their lives who were all looking at this movie, every one of them, because you had all of the kids, you know, who were brought up in the 90s where their first real Star Wars was the prequels. And then you had us lot, all buggers who we lot the prequels were rubbish we want something good now yeah. and so they had to appease both sets and to be honest i think that they got the complete right director mm. you know jj J. abrams is you know he does pleasing stuff i think it was a really i don't care if it was a carbon copy of a new hope in a lot of ways it was a good movie it was enjoyable yeah. You know, I, I liked the film.
2: I think I think the reason it worked well is because you, when they were obviously going to start thinking about making this movie, you've got to bring back the old characters.
1: I don't think that they did have to, you know. I think that we wanted them to, but I yeah. don't think that they had to. They could have said 100 years from now.
0: <clears throat>
1: and then that would have took them out of the equation entirely. A bit like, yeah. you know, Star Trek 2, The Next Generation. Do you know what I mean? Do yeah. that 80 to 100 years jump it's it's too long for those characters to still be alive. Well, apart from yeah. Chewie and R2 and C-3PO. Yeah. So from that from that sort of perspective, mm. I think that they had to. I hated the fact that they mm. killed Han.
2: Hated well, that. Well, yeah, obviously you did, and obviously he was I, your I, boy. I, 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 went, else, so. I went
1: six months of mourning for that.
2: <laughs> yeah. But I, I didn't like the idea that Mark Hamill really No, because he was movie. built
1: up as being in it, and he was in about 30 seconds of it. That oh must oh have been a good God, paycheck yeah. for him. What what do, what do you have to do? You have to stand yeah. at the top of a hill in Ireland. You can have had plenty to drink, and you've got to have that look on your face of, oh, my God, my daughter's found me drinking in Ireland. Because if oh, <laughs> you look, that mean? was the well, exact face he know, had. We
2: don't know it's his daughter. We don't know it's his daughter. Come on, you are assuming well, again. Well... <sighs> And we're not going to go into why's and what, but no, we...
1: No, we'll, we'll get on that when we talk about The Last Jedi. Oh, if, you, if we must. Yeah, for, only for a minute, only for a minute.
2: Um, so I think great seeing Harrison Ford back. Oh, brilliant, um, yeah. Because he's such a great actor. And at first, seeing Daisy Ridley and John Boyega as complete nobodies, uh, really doing well. And they, 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 you know, I thought, well, this, this is going somewhere. Yeah,
1: I have to admit, though, even back on The Force Awakens, Daisy Ridley was a bit of a Mary Sue. But Mm. the way that I'd kind of explained it in my own head is if she was a Skywalker, because let's face it, the Star Wars stories are about the Skywalkers. It's the Skywalker saga, yeah? Yeah. So therefore, I know that there is Ben Solo or Kylo Ren, and he's a Skywalker link across all the new three. But I don't think he, mm. him on his own is a strong enough link. And I think, being honest, the, I know that it's a bit of a easy cop-out, but Rey has to be <coughs> either Luke's daughter or Han and Leia's daughter. And either way, then she would have been exposed to Jedi trading at a very young age, at an age where she might have forgotten who her parents were if she was dumped on Jakku.
2: Well, maybe that would be revealed in the in the last
1: well don't the forget trilogy. the last jedi said that you know established that Rey's parents were junkers who sold her which is complete rubbish because the, all that it was to me when i watched that film i even thought at the time when i watched the film that is just a plot point to devalue Rey by Kylo Ren you know mm. it's it's he's playing on her fears that she's actually nobody but then the stupid bit with the broom at the very end of the movie where that kid just summons the broom to his hand. You know, that that, that bit of that movie needs cutting out. Well, along with another hundred we, and some minutes of it.
2: Anyway, we haven't got that far yet. You've jumped the gun again. Now, with this film, there's, there's, there's a cu- couple of bits I weren't too keen on. Okay, which ones? Adam Driver and his hair. For me, I don't know if having has gone that that far. And he comes off like a shampoo commercial, swings his hair in the air, and it all just blings into place. Come on. I don't think that would be the case.
1: Give give me that lightsaber because I'm worth it.
2: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And the other bit is really... a, a. Pointless character is Captain Phasma. God,
1: yes. But let's face it, let's be honest. With the last two movies, there is a reason why Captain Phasma was created and only one reason, to make the trailers look cool.
2: But it's just, you know, I'm glad She won't be dead, dead. she'll be
1: back. I bet you anything she'll be back.
2: But, you know, the idea, I know, I'm not going to go into the whys and what's of, of feminism and everything else, but she was just a waste of just what was the point it just doesn't all right she was um she was there as as a, the leader of a, of a, of a load of stormtroopers and one of those decides to go rogue
1: but yeah but not only that i mean to me i did a star wars theory on captain phasma which i think fits her character much more than you know than a lot of the established stuff i think she's actually an agent for the resistance because she gets fn 2187 and says, you know, what are you doing you've got your helmet off who said that you could do that report to my section <coughs> wink wink nudge nudge you <coughs> know what i mean he doesn't go but then she lies to general hooks and says he reported to my section for for uh, conditioning and then she gives up really really easy to shut down the four, the, the four shields surrounding <coughs> uh you know the super weapon so to me Either she's actually spineless and he's just there to like prance about and look cool for photo opportunities for the first order, or she has to be a, a, an agent of the resistance because otherwise her motivations don't match. If she was in charge, you know, of, of that super weapon. You know, in terms of the security of it, she's if somebody sticks a gun at the in her face, she's not going to go. Yeah, of course, I'll switch and light the the uh, shield off for you. No problem, mm. is she? She's it. It doesn't work as a plot point.
2: So we were left we were left hanging on a on a whim with this with who was Snook and all this sort of Snook. Snoke, 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 yeah. Snoke, Um, and then came Rogue One. In between,
1: and what a fantastic... Fantastic explosion Which of a film for me was.
2: is one of the best star wars films made. yes
1: i would say it's the second best star so wars sp- film i've ever made just
2: behind empire strikes back yeah. Assume, yeah you know and, and this this was a film Lee i deep, had I kept very little you, faith you know, in be patient this is gonna and Brrr, patience <laughs> you know and there's some great characters in that and donnie yen for me was hands out one of the
1: oh pe- yeah yeah Chittimwe. You know,
2: yeah. a blind Jedi. <laughs> no, he wasn't,
1: a, he wasn't a Jedi. He was a guardian no, of the he wills. Thought
2: he, he thought he was. He was a
1: guardian of the wills.
2: Yeah, but he thought he I think he still thought he was a Jedi, the way he, the way he was running Well, he around, used yeah. the Force,
1: but, but it's yeah. been established in the Star Wars universe that there is more than the Sith and the Jedi who use the Force. And there's also the yeah. Bendu and all sorts of other uh, people. But well. overall,
2: it was a great fill in to put our brains tease our brains into what actually happened
1: for me it was all of the little nods to everything that went out in that film because if if you're an absolute star wars nerd as probably people will realize i am now mm. there was so much in that you know it's like the chance happening of some bloke with a really mashed up face and a walrus guy you know when they're walking through yeah. uh the city you know mm. uh, but that was the same people who were also on A New Hope, you know, where it says, we have the, you know, on 12 systems. I'll be careful. You'll be dead. That one, you know, that yeah. that was the same characters, Ponda Barber and Doctor, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, whatever his name is, can't remember, Our brain's gone again. So, you know, and that's, uh, it was little things like that that were going on all of the time and also yeah. it was the first time when there was a crossover or it was one of the first times when there was a crossover from the animated series to the actual movies so you know on the uh, Clone Wars because we haven't, hadn't mentioned about the, the fact that there was a TV series of Clone Wars
2: yeah well. I, I sort of that passed me by as much for some reason I just won't, just, just didn't buy it to be honest you know but yeah I'm sure you enjoyed it
1: yeah but it was uh, Saw Guerrera who was played yeah. by uh, Forrest Whitaker? <coughs>
2: hmm.
1: His character was one of the ones on uh, on the Clone Wars back in the day. Yeah. So, But there were so many great characters. How about, and, how about uh, you got
2: this one little easter egg was Red Leader.
1: Yes. How cool yeah, was cause that? Yeah, because he got killed. And all, all the Blue Squadron died on the planet. Yeah.
2: And is, is it, is it does it seem funny? I mean, I wait time, I, I went to see this at Pinewood Studios, and I had the f- time of my life seeing it there. That was just the cherry on top for me. Mm. But watching a film that you know the ending,
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, who, who was it? I was, I was, I wound somebody else up uh, about this, mm. just just having a bit of a joke because uh, I said, uh, you know, we're on about rogue one and i said yeah have you heard so what's that I says, evidently george lucas has been signed up to do the sequel <laughs> <laughs> when's he doing oh, he that 1977 <laughs> <it.
0: laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh, that was quite a good joke but um you know on uh, the film you notice mm. that every planet is named apart from one
2: I, could, I would have covered them Yeah,
1: every planet is named. Uh, one of the planets that they go on is a derivative of Obi Wan, hmm. but um, the planet that's not named is where Darth Vader's castle is, oh, okay. and that is Mustafar. And Mustafar was the planet where Obi Wan and Darth Vader fought. Yes, and the location of Darth Vader's castle is over the area where. Obi-Wan and Darth Vader fought because Palpatine built it there and then stuck um, Darth Vader's whatever it is chamber with a window out looking out over that area so that he can reflect on his great failure because Mm. that is then supposed to empower him more in the dark side of the Force because of anger. So there you go. But okay. you didn't know that.
2: So <coughs> yeah, but I I, all, I did. I did. I did know where that was. And, yeah, and everything because it was the obviously, obviously, it was in the *Avenger uh, of Sith*. Yes, it was mentioned anyway, obviously. But um tarkin. Yeah. On no, this. It, wow. Yeah, and and what about Leia though? Did you? How did you find that?
1: I, I found it absolutely fine. To be honest, I I would not have a problem with having a CGI layer on episode nine. I wouldn't have a problem with that at all. I know that some people said, oh, it's disrespectful. I don't think it is. I think it's actually well, the complete well, opposite.
2: What about Governor Tarkin and Peter Cushion getting, getting, asking his family, can we use a CGI version in the film? And they said, yeah, fine.
1: Yeah. and To me, what that says is that that character is so incredibly iconic, it cannot be played by anybody mm. else. And
2: that—that's what there's that talk, speaks. There's to. talk me. of Meryl Streep playing,
1: yeah, because she was good friends with it, and evidently Mark Hamill's not a big fan of that well, idea. Mark
2: these days, is um, <clears throat> extreme. He says his—he says his penny's worth, and he says how it is now. I think. He's, I think he's had enough of Star Wars. I
1: think to be quite honest, I think he'd had enough of Star Wars before because he used to be very, very negative on Star Wars. Then he got another contract and then he was all mm. for Star Wars. But yeah. now they've killed off his character and now he's not on Star well, Wars. Well, just again.
2: off off topic, um you, you don't watch Big Bang, do you really? Okay. Well, very it's the little last of episode it. of the season, Thursday. Yeah. And Sheldon's getting married. And well, Mark Hamill is going to wedding. be the judge and pro- overseer of the of the whole thing.
1: I might have to watch that then.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and I've already seen some simple some clips of it, but he's actually going to do the wedding. Yeah. And he and there's a, there's an outtake scene. I think it was like it was there was a bit to do with um, Stephen Hawking and a yeah. to really touch moment. I think I've, if you look at my what I posted on Facebook, you'll probably see it. And Sheldon goes and says to says to Amy, says. Look, I've got Mark Hamill's autograph. <laughs> <laughs> classic, absolutely classic. But yeah, yeah, you've got to watch that on Thursday night.
1: I will do, definitely.
2: So should, we, th- go, should well, we go to... Can, can I
1: just say one thing that this film did do? It yeah. did change Star Wars forever. Well, actually, <laughs> I want to say two things. First off, that fight scene with Vader... In it. Well, it was that a, was, it was really great. Good. But
2: it, what it did, it made, if you decided to cut those two films together, so if you put New Hope and just bolt yeah. it on the end of it, it wouldn't yeah. make sense because he's such a badass, badass in there.
1: Yeah, and then he's like being, but then again, Carrie Fisher says, uh, Governor Tarkin, I thought I would have found uh, somebody holding Vader's leash. So don't forget, maybe he was doing it because he was under orders under Tarkin, which is a bit strange if he was uh, Palpatine second in command. But there you go. But what, how this changed Star Wars forever, and it is exactly the point of what you said, as if you run one uh, straight after the other, Mm. is it kind of makes Leia look very bad at lying and as guilty as a puppy sitting next to a pile of poo <laughs> because where she turns around she says we're on a diplomatic mission to alderaan no you it's weren't do <laughs>
2: bollocks excuse me. I complete bollocks i
1: nearly boarded your ship and you buggered off before i could get on <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: that's it. But you know, there is, I think, oh, if you go find, it, oh, there is a YouTube, someone actually bolt with them together, that piece, so you can see what it's like. Uh,
1: yeah, I, ju- I just, I find it, I find it really, uh, while, while I absolutely love it, and I think they've, they've done a great thing of putting it into the universe, it does change that scene. Hmm. It does change that scene completely.
2: <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> my pizza's getting cold, by the way. So All right, well, we'll do we, the
1: last one then. <laughs> should we
2: do the last one? So... <clears throat> i really haven't got a lot to say about this film other than it stinks so i haven't
1: yeah and to be honest uh, i haven't got very much good mean, to say about the this the
2: action film. sequences are pretty good they're pretty star- standard star wars stuff
1: yeah i would say that visuals the film is the best one out of all of them i'll give it that yeah visually <clears throat> it looks fantastic i don't fantastic. actually own some
2: blu-ray yet or a 4k or whatever you want to yeah version you have and I'm I'm debating whether I'll ever own it. To be honest,
1: to be honest, the only reason why I have it is just to fill out the collection. You're just
2: doing a- your OCD, but aren't you? I, I am, yeah,
1: honest. because I can't I can't leave a whole movie out of the collection.
2: Yeah, but I'll end up you'll end up buying it when Disney release a 4K super duper box set.
1: Yeah, probably. But it'll be because I'll be buying it as a box set then. But yeah, shall, shall I go through what I think was wrong Yeah, with I'll film? just
2: put my pennies worth Cause in. Because it, 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 I really, honestly, I don't want to waste my breath with it. All right. I really don't. It's <coughs> There's a few plot holes as well. but A, f- a few? Yeah. Uh, there's and, more uh, holes and, than And there is some plot. characters you think are going to be great in this and are going to be really yeah. interested to hear about that, just a waste of time and don't materialise yeah. into anything, to be honest.
1: My issues with this is overuse oh, of humour. And you know
2: what? The, I... You know what you said to me. You've got to watch it. You've got to watch it. And I sat there, and you're there on on that little place in Ireland, but it isn't Ireland, but it is for us now. Okay. Yeah. And she passed him his lightsaber, and he tossed it away like it was nothing. If that yeah. was a joke, that wasn't funny. It didn't work. No. I think it just it, the scene was wrong. I, I, so I, wrong. I
1: think, to be quite honest, the whole thing. Screamed of Ryan Johnson, and I know I keep banging on about him, but Ryan Johnson didn't get and didn't understand Star Wars, and he, I think he also certainly really didn't get the fan following for this Hmm. and that those people who do hold it near and dear it was it it was a smack in the face and do you know what i i actually take exception to the fact of them turning around and saying you know this is lucas arts turning around and saying negative things about people who dare criticize the movie we dare Hmm. criticize the movie because we know it just as well as you do you might make up the new bits but when they're inconsistent you know we're, we're the ones awarded it and we audit it with our money. Yeah,
2: I'm, I'm sure people like Mark Hamill did have their pennies worth to say, but they weren't well, really allowed to.
1: He he uh, he evidently did, um, and said that his character would never go back. But I'll, I'll talk about that in a second. So the it wasn't. It's not a slapstick uh, film. or it shouldn't be, and it, they tried to make it that Captain Phasma being the most pointless character. Well, there's obviously another, Star well, I,
2: there's there's another one in this as well, but yeah.
1: Yeah. Rose, the big new character who's female, Who? She was an awful character. She was just there to make, as a plot device, to make the whole Finn abandoning the Resistance story in any way, shape or form credible. And it and then, wouldn't have been credible pop a, because... she popped was, her clogs. And no, she didn't pop her clogs because... Did she? No no she was seriously wounded but i bet she'll be back but you know that whole thing about you know Finn abandoning the resistance he wouldn't have done because for a start off when he was straight away saying where's rape oh poor you know and all this that and the other (coughs) so there was that um all that had been addressed in the force awakens he was he was with the resistance so Hmm. that was stupid del toro's character who was so overhyped And I think that he played it terrible. I think Mm. his character was terrible. And the whole entire subplot of getting the hacker was a complete waste of time because they'd developed the, what do you call it, the... Uh, so the storyline of uh, putting a tension in bet- between. Uh, well, you see, Paul what was the point Admiral, of that in the
2: first place? There was a layer because it- cause Leia would have been by her, by his, her side, by yeah. his side, shall I say, by you know. And as much as she would put him down and tell him where where he should be, what he should be saying, what he should be doing, but it, I, I just thought, oh, just wound me up. It really, it
1: didn't, it didn't work as a a, a plot a plot point because mm. why would you keep? The person who is in charge of your, you know, your ships Mm. in the dark when, you know, no one's going to be going anywhere at the end of the day, you know, it was completely and utterly stupid. The whole Admiral, Vice Admiral Holdo storyline was a, the only purpose for that to be there was so that Rose and Finn had something to do because... Uh, and also Poe had something to do, because otherwise they had nothing to do in the and film. And therefore
2: the, the, the script was completely wrong anyway for yeah. for, for those characters. they won't. They, they, there was no meat and potatoes for them to, to grab hold of, is there?
1: No, exactly. But Next problem was Yoda. The CGI was terrible. It neither looked real nor looked artificial. Mm. It just looked stupid. And also his character seems to have gone mental setting a, that tree on fire and stuff like that that it just didn't feel right raise a complete mary sue somehow she's managed to be able to do everything with the force with literally two days of stories worth of mm. training which is stupid and then one of the most unforgivable things was about snook we well, see and that his... was a
2: big thing it was, you know you heard about his character in the in the last film
1: yeah and and, and i think he was built up for a purpose which I think that the director chose not to go with Abraham Abram's uh, vision. Mm. I, th- I think that this, whatever he'd wrote about, this is what's going to happen in episode two, you know, um, Ryan Johnson had picked that up and gone, oh, very interesting, threw it over <coughs> the shoulder like Luke did with the lightsaber. I think, in a matter of fact, that was a metaphor for what he did with mm. uh, Abram's uh, plans for the next yeah. movie, to be honest.
2: Obviously, before all this happened, I know your list is probably a bit out of sync here, but for me, Leia turning into, as far as I'm concerned, turning into Superwoman to fly back.
1: It wasn't Superwoman. It was Mary Poppins. No,
2: just for me, it was, it was like way. she was playing Superwoman for me, as if <clears throat> it just, it was just the scene was wrong. It didn't work. It's just dreadful.
1: Yeah, terrible. I completely agree. Whether or not you want to call her Superwoman or you want to call her Mary Poppins, I think it's a fifty-fifty split on the internet. What people are yeah, calling it, it. I, but they're all calling that it was, bad. <laughs> yeah, that that was that was bad. That was absolutely really bad. Mm. Um, I think Kylo Ren was a mess of a character. His hair getting the way, or well, it? To, to be honest, there was this whole bit where I think that they tried to. Put a bit of sexual tension between him and Ray. And it didn't work because, to be honest, he ain't good-looking enough or have the physique enough to carry off creating sexual tension. Especially not with a person who's as good-looking as Ray <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it just it didn't work. Again, and plus the fact, it's probably his sister. Mm. And I think everything that happened with Luke, everything, it was completely not his character at all this is the character who met somebody who he didn't know who his father was when he met him and he found out in the moments after he got his hand chopped off he realized actually there's good in him and mm. i'm going to convert him from the dark side yeah so he's literally the only time he's ever met his father is when he's tried to kill his father yeah and recognizes that he's good to then go 20 years later, to seeing his nephew asleep and having a vision or whatever it was he was supposed to have had and then going, oh, do you know what? I think he's going to be evil and there's no good in him at all, despite the Mm. fact that Snoke has already said that he's in conflict and then turn around and say, the only choice I've got is to kill him. It doesn't work. It's not what the character would have done because Luke would have tried to rescue the good out of there
2: but the thing that the way the way he finishes his story in this film oh, I God. just didn't like it I, and the idea of him have transporting his his body in a vision yeah just didn't work.
1: No, it didn't. It didn't. And I will tell you something else that didn't work as well. You know the Superstar Destroyer um, with <coughs> the, dred- the tracking device.
2: Oh, you mean the one out, the one out of Destiny, <laughs> the Dreadnought.
1: <laughs> yeah, but the you know the, the, all of this story about they found a way to track a ship through yeah. tra- through hyperspace. By the way, reference Rogue One because that was mentioned in that as well. In you know when we were on the looking for the plans, uh, but. In terms of that, it didn't work because they established that it was impossible unless you had this. But Ray and Leia had magic bracelets where they could find each other wherever they were, even if they were in hyperspace. So it was full of plot holes. It wasn't coherent. The visuals were good, but there was no substance to it. And it was completely and utterly not in character or keeping with the other movies. There's no
2: way that was a and Star was, Wars film, <laughs> to be honest. To,
1: to be honest, it was a Star Wars branded film that was wrote by somebody I think who was never, who'd been told what Jedi I were but had back, never uh, actually watched back
2: movie. the movie. Uh, <coughs> bring back the, the fluffy teddy bears, come on, they're done better.
1: <laughs> <laughs> to be quite honest, I would have rather have watched A Caravan of Courage and I would have done The Last Jedi. Yeah. And that's saying you see
2: now You see, as much as, looking to the future, we got Solo coming out end of the month. Can't I'm wait. I'm sure that I'm, I'm, I'm Can't happy wait. to get to see that cinema. I mean, yeah. that looks like it would be a good film. Again, these may be that we're going to see some better um, standalone films than we are truly to do with it. N-
1: maybe so, maybe. But, I mean, Solo's evidently sounding quite promising, so that's good. You know, yeah. evidently it's getting good critical reviews, so I'm looking forward to that. We've got Abrams back in a driving seat for episode nine, so he can undo a lot yeah, of damage. Yeah, he hopefully
2: turn the clock back.
1: And I've heard rumours, I don't know whether or not it's right or not, but evidently uh, Jerry Ryan isn't getting a trilogy. woo hey! Hmm. So... Sorry, not Jerry Ryan. Ryan Johnson. Get the name right.
2: Thank you. You know, are me to start? I thought, yeah, okay. You... <laughs> yeah,
1: Ryan Johnson, sorry. Uh, he's Evidently, he's not getting the next Star Wars trilogy, which yeah. is, I think, good news. But I think what they want to do with the Star Wars trilogy is go back to the Knights of the Old Republic day mm. and do a movie about I'd that. Like, that
2: would I would cool. like to see Liam Neeson back, you know?
1: Yeah, but it'd be difficult for him to play a young Qui-Gon Jinn. Yeah,
2: it would do, wouldn't it? Just I'd like to. I'd like to have seen... Um, you know, Obi-Wan going back to seeing him, you know, as he, at the end of, uh, do you know what I mean? The end of that, yeah. that film.
1: Well, there's supposed to be an Obi-Wan movie that might be on its way, and a Boba Fett Yeah, well, one. I
2: think Obi-Wan would be pretty cool. Yeah. Would you like to see Hugh McGregor play it?
1: Evidently, he's already been sounded out. So well, I think that would work. Read. Um, well, I, I do, because he's now, he's progressed in enough years to be like in that midpoint between his alec guinness's version of his character and his
2: character because it'd be great to see the shadowing with luke in the background
1: yeah maybe the first time you know when when he's talking about old ben Mm. you know and about how they met and what happened to them so i think that that would be good that would work Mm. uh, as a story but obviously uh, it can't be something too big because otherwise they would have known that he was there
2: no, that's it. Yeah, but it's just it's just a shame that for me now, as I say, Star Wars isn't Star Wars anymore. It's 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 lost its. I've lost my love with it. I, th-
1: I think the thing is, it's it's not for us anymore. It's not aimed at us. No, um, not that it you know particularly should have been. But um, I th- I, th- I think that they've in the last movie, I, th- I think they've been both ends of the spectrum. They've completely appeased the fans hmm. with the Force Awakens and completely disrespected the fans. With The Last Jedi. Yeah. And I you, think that Do you, do you think there should be a back. longer
2: gap between these films?
1: Yeah. I, I, I think, you know, maybe one and a half years between each movie. But there is gonna be a one and a half year wait, isn't there, between solo and the episode nine. Yeah. But obviously because we've yet? had
2: because we've had these um, incidental movies thrown in the middle, it's like we we've had Star Wars every two years, haven't we? Every, every year. Every, every year, yeah. And more than more than we have with Bond, because we used to have them every other year. Yeah, and obviously we have to wait for that, but I'm looking forward more probably to seeing a new Star Trek movie now than my Amber Star Wars movie. There is my there is my first yeah. love there to be honest, but it's it's that anticipation which Star Wars hasn't got anymore for me.
1: Do you know, I, I have to admit, I don't know which one was my first love out of Star Wars and Star Trek. I think mm. they both came along at exactly the same time in my life <clears throat> or my exposure to them came along. at For exactly you it was yeah,
2: compared to, compared to me. Yeah, it yeah. was, Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because that just slight difference in our age. Hmm makes makes that difference because you know star trek was released so much earlier but for me when i started paying attention with it i started paying attention to both at the same time yeah yeah. and the both you know the both fill different itches one is a fantasy adventure and the other one mm. is a utopian future so
2: <clears throat> but yeah you know star wars is what it is uh, i mean i'm sure people out there have got their own views and how they think how they think this is and well they like some people like the movie Good luck to him, you know?
1: Yeah, if if you like The Last Jedi, I'm really pleased for you, but personally, I was massively disappointed. Hmm. Um, but, you know, everybody's different. You know, it wouldn't do, it wouldn't do any good if we were all the same. But doesn't mean that my view's any better than yours or vice versa. No, not
2: at all, no.
1: So, shall we leave it there then? I think so. Okay. Well, uh, thank you very much, Steve, for <laughs> doing, doing so, this uh, so, slightly longer special than we actually anticipated.
2: Yeah, do you, do you I, want to do your
1: contact details?
2: Um, do you know what? I'm having you think about that for a minute. So, yeah. So, Twitter at Steve007, PSN IDs the real Steve007, Xbox Steve007, and our email is for me is Steve007 at pop, popculturegamers uk. And
1: yourself? Um well my YouTube channel is Hayden Reese Jones. I'm on Twitter at H E R J UK. I'm on Xbox, PSN, Steam, etc. as H E R J UK. Email is UK at popculturegamers.co.uk. We also have our Twitter feed, which is twitter.com forward slash Pop culture gamer. There's no S because they only allow a certain amount of characters for your name and I couldn't get it's the it. S in. We have our Facebook group. We also have uh if you've got any inquiries for the podcast, you can also email podcast at popculturegamers.co dot uk and there's our website which is http call on two sausage dot podbean dot com. And that's
2: it. It's a wrap as I It's like.
1: a wrap. So in the spirit of the show, all that we can say is may the force be with you. In whichever always. way
2: you feel, dark yeah. or light. Or as so, it, yeah.
1: sorry. Go on. No, I was gonna say, "Oh, as it were were uh, it was supposed to originally have been, May the force of others be with you. Because okay. that was what the <clears throat> say was supposed to be originally. Anyway. That's it. So it's good night from me.
2: And it's good night from him. Good night. Good night. You are about to witness history in the making. <laughs>